0: Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate DAP for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast.
2: Welcome to The Buck Starts Here, your special Monday episode of the Eurostep. I'm Ty Windish, and this is what you need to know about the Milwaukee Bucks for the week of Monday, February 3. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. The Bucks played three games last week and, uncharacteristically, lost one of them. First up was the Washington Wizards, Milwaukee's first opponent after beating the Charlotte Hornets in France last week. Giannis Atetokounmpo sat out this game with shoulder discomfort, so the Bucks needed somebody to step up. Thankfully, Milwaukee's other all-star did indeed step up. Chris Middleton was the go-to guy in the Honest's absence, and he looked amazing in that role, dumping 51 points on Washington without losing any of his trademark efficiency. Middleton shot 61.5% from the field, even 70% from three, and a perfect 100% on 12 attempted free throws, to help the Bucks win 151-131. Shout out to Eric Bledsoe, who also played very well, putting up 34 points, 6 rebounds, and 10 assists. And congratulations to Chris for both the career-high 51 burger and the second consecutive All-Star nod. Luckily, Giannis was back for Game 2, but unluckily, it was a big-time bummer of a game, despite an incredible start. The Nuggets were in Milwaukee after arriving late due to a game the night before, and early on it seemed that would be the story of the game with a fun twist. Tanasis Kumbo started in place of Brook Lopez for Greek Heritage Night and got to make some highlight plays early, including a nice finish on an assist from Giannis that he was beaming over after the game. Tanasis also played really tough defense on Nikola Jokic. It was just a perfect way for things to start off, but after that perfect start, the Bucks suddenly couldn't hit any threes. They gave up a ton of threes to Denver. The Nuggets shot an unseasonably high 47.8% from three, and they won 127-115. George Hill and Dante DiVincenzo both missed this game, and while Dante was back for the next one, George Hill was not. Hill is sitting with a hamstring strain for, honestly, who knows how long. Hopefully not too much longer. Losing both of those bench shot creators definitely hurt the Bucks against Denver. Finally, Milwaukee did the impossible and beat the Phoenix Suns during a day game. Without both Ricky Rubio and Aaron Baines, who technically was suited up but did not play, Phoenix did not have what it takes to beat the Bucks in Milwaukee, and the Bucks won 129-108. Giannis left with some time on the clock, no injury concern, just sat down and was done, and declined to go for an incredible statistical performance. He had 30 points, 19 rebounds, and 9 assists in his 31 minutes. One rebound and one assist away from a very aesthetically pleasing 30-20-10 game. Although, honestly, it's still a pretty incredible statistical performance, even without the rounded numbers. This dude is something else. Chris Middleton also continued his hot scoring, putting up 25 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists in a really solid all-around game. And the Bucks did something a little unusual for them in hunted mismatches. They found Brook Lopez often with a size advantage down low after the Suns tried to switch any sort of a pick and roll or screen action. And Lopez thrived down there, especially with little guys on him. He put up 17 points in the W, which was one of his highest scoring games of the season. We're now going to take a quick break to tell you about our brand new sponsor, Bet Online. Did you miss your chance to bet and win big on the Chiefs? Fear not, listener. Bluewire is excited to be partnering with Bet Online to help you win big no matter the time of year. With March Madness, the Masters, and Major League opening day right around the corner, Bet Online has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Plus, it's never too early to lay down your future bet for Super Bowl 2021. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to retrieve your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I signed up. It's super easy. And if you're already making wagers, it's a fantastic way to support this podcast. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. Bring your best bets home with BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. Looking at the Herds last week, Wisconsin had looked untouchable on a five-game winning streak, especially with those last three of those wins coming without any two-way or Bucks assignment players. But then the herd stumbled in two straight losses this week, the first time all year Wisconsin has lost back-to-back games. First, the Herd had major reinforcements from the Bucks for its game against the College Park Skyhawks, on Thursday night at home, but College Park came out, played hard, and got a victory after an early 11-0 deficit to steal a 126-118 win in Oshkosh. DJ Wilson and Dragan Bender were assigned from Milwaukee for that game, but Bender looked a little rough, although his Bucks teammate did not. Wilson in his first G League appearance of the season was terrific despite the losing effort. DJ asserted himself offensively Without commandeering the offense, he made a difference with a strong performance on the glass on both ends, and he was vocal defensively. Wilson ended the night with 19 points, 5 assists, and 9 rebounds in a good all-around game. After the game, Wilson said he thought he started off playing well just as the whole team did, but since College Park got the win, he didn't really enjoy his performance all that much. In other herd news, Jalen Adams continues to score the ball at an elite rate while defending well as well, that was showed off in the Skyhawks game. Adams posted 21 points, a team high, along with nine rebounds, four assists, and two steals. That game represented the sixth straight time Adams led Wisconsin in scoring, and the next Hurd game would be the seventh as he put up 32 points in the 110-103 loss to the Raptors 905 in mississauga Adams wasn't the only herd player who managed an impressive performance despite the tough end result as Jamario Jones made G-League history with a 12-point, 21-rebound, 13-assist triple-double against the 905. Jones, who also added two blocks, was just the fourth G-leaguer to ever post a 20-rebound triple-double and the first to put up 20 or more rebounds and 13 or more assists in the same game. Congrats to JJ. Despite those two putting up big numbers, this was another tough one for Wisconsin. The game was close in the second quarter before the 905 pulled away to end the first half and then built a big lead in the second half. In typical herd fashion, Wisconsin made it close, at one point getting within four of the raptors, but the deficit was too much to overcome in the end. Wisconsin's 103 was the least points the herd had scored in any game this season. After that first college park loss, I got to talk to DJ. Wilson about a variety of things. He said him and his agent figured it would be good for him to get some playing time hence requesting some minutes with the herd, and his time in Oshkosh was a lot different than last time in a good way. He seems to like the players on the herd, knowing some of them from Summer League or even earlier, and he noted the product is a lot closer to the Bucks product on the floor than it was in his previous times in the G League. One thing I didn't really expect, well, one of many, was his reasoning for enjoying the Paris trip, but I found it touching and figured I would share it, so Here's a, a little clip from the locker room talking to DJ Wilson. How was the
1: It was a lot of fun. It was my first time over there. I was able to bring my mom. If that's like her dream city. So we got to be able to spend a lot of time together. It's kind of rare for us to do that, especially in the middle of the season, being able to spend family time like that. So it was a great time. I definitely want to go back and look forward to it.
2: And here's another perspective on the last week of Bucks basketball. This is your Milwaukee Bucks vibe check, courtesy of Rohan Cotty. Take it away, Rohan.
3: Even though the Milwaukee Bucks have only played three games in the last week, there's been plenty of news surrounding the team. First, it was that Giannis would miss Tuesday's game against the Wizards with shoulder soreness, which is always worrying because you never want to see your MVP injured. However, the current and future MVP returned to the lineup on Friday along with his brother Thanasis for the Greek night game against the Nuggets that ultimately resulted in their seventh loss of the season. Aside from games, the biggest news of the week was the unveiling of the All-Star Reserves on Thursday evening. To no one's surprise, Chris Middleton was elected to the East team by the coaches, along with Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Jason Tatum, Demonta Sabonis, and Ben Simmons. While not totally surprising, it was still disappointing to see Eric Bledsoe not make the team. His season season averages of 15.4 points 5.2 assists, and 4.6 rebounds are not eye-popping, but he's doing that in only 26.6 minutes per game, which is his lowest since his Clippers days. Giannis appears to be the one most upset about this, as he broke his Twitter hiatus almost immediately after the reserves were announced, and said, how on earth are we about to have almost 50 wins before All-Star, and we don't have three All-Stars in the game? Eric Bledsoe is an All-Star. He followed up those comments on Friday when he said that if Bledsoe played more minutes, he would get the numbers necessary to make the team and is sacrificing so much for the good of the team. It's good to see the team stand up for each other, and especially for Bledsoe. Ty and I have talked incessantly throughout the season about how we think Bledsoe is the key to this team's ultimate success, so it's nice to see that his teammates also see the value in Eric Bledsoe.
2: Thanks, Rohan. Looking ahead to the Bucks next week, Milwaukee has three games with zero back-to-backs, which is nice. First up is a quick jaunt to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans and Zion Williamson at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. After taking on Chunky, the Bucks get a great matchup with the Philadelphia 76ers on Thursday at home at 7 p.m. I don't make a ton of Drake references on this podcast, but it's fair to say Giannis and company are looking for revenge here. Finally. The Bucks get another road trip on Saturday night to take on the Orlando Magic at 4 p.m., early start time there. The road game should be fun, but that home matchup with Philly is going to be the big one this week. One last note for this week. Uh, Thursday against the Sixers, there's another big NBA event that day. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 6th at 2 p.m. Central Time, so be ready for that if... You haven't heard of any Bucks moves. If the Bucks have not made any moves by that to the time that Sixers game tips off and really even a few hours before then, there won't be any trades this year. The only thing we'd be likely to see at that point is some movement on the buyout market, which even then the Bucks would have to waive someone to make that happen. So not even sure if we'll see that, but this is the last week for any trades. So get your uh, reckless speculation out of the way early. Looking ahead to the next week in Wisconsin Herd basketball, the Herd has three games this week, all of them at home. I will be busy. First up is the Long Island Nets on Tuesday, followed by a back-to-back this weekend. First, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants are in town on Friday night, followed by the Maine Red Claws on Saturday. The Herd is also looking for revenge, and will have to earn it. Long Island and Fort Wayne aren't the toughest teams in the world, but Maine is right behind Wisconsin in record at the moment, so that game should be a really good one. This will be a fun and pivotal week in Wisconsin Herd Basketball. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more Bucks talk in your life, you can join the Eurogroup Discord community. Screenshot yourself listening to this pod and tweet it to me or Rohan at, at Tywindish or at Arcadi Jr. Or you could email it to me at TywindishNBA at gmail.com. Also be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and of course tell your friends about the Eurostep. Until next time, go Bucks.
1: The headlines remind us daily.